Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Investor Lab, the auditory epicenter for passionate people seeking a life of freedom, choice, and abundance. And on today's episode, you better be seeking some transformation as well. So uh, on today's show, we had a couple more humans from Dashdot. Uh, so we spoke with Nikki and Natalie, who form part of our advisory team, and they help. They're the people that help people go through a transformational moment before they become a client of Dashdot. And so some of you may have spoken with Nikki and Natalie before, and some of you may speak with Nikki and Natalie in the future. So this is a really awesome episode because we go kind of deep and wide and all over the place. We obviously talk about um, Nikki and Natalie's journey, their property background, you know, or with their personal story. And that kind of stuff, but we also go, we also go into a bit of spirituality and what it means to be transformational and how all that stuff happens. And you know, I thought it was really good. A slightly longer episode than normal, but um, the, there's loads of gold in there. So if you're ready to take your thinking to another level and you want to connect deeply with yourself and also get to know a hell of a lot more about Nikki and Natalie along the way, then this is the episode for you. You don't need to know who they are to get gold out of this episode. So I'm, I'm thoroughly excited to get your feedback on this. If you have any feedback, um, send us an email to TIL, that's T-I-L, stands for The Investor Lab, T-I-L at dashdot.com.au, so D-A-S-H-D-O-T. Um, if you've got any questions you'd like answered on the show, just send us an email, T-I-L at dashdot.com.au. And of course, remember to like, rate, review, and share this with a family member, friend, or loved one. And without any further ado, let's get stuck right on into it. I'll see you on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back to the Investor Lab. Joining me today is uh, a two very special guests, uh, Natalie Armstrong and Nikki Glover, affectionately called here at Dashdot Strong Love, which is an amalgamation of their uh, last names. I'm super excited to have you guys on the show. Natalie, Nikki, welcome. How are you? Oh, thanks, Goose. Yeah, thanks. Super excited to be here and thanks for having us. Super. I'm excited to be on this side of the podcast rather than listening to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's good. I'm interested to um to dig in. There's a lot of us, a lot of stuff to talk about today. But um, you know, part of this the Humans of Dashdot series is really trying to help people to understand who is Dashdot really. Like, because you know, a lot of people see me talking and stuff like that. They think that I'm Dashdot. I'm like, it's got nothing to do with it. It's all you guys. So I'm interested to I'm interested to um to dig in a little bit more. But before we do that. Um, I'd love for you guys to introduce yourself to people. Um, I know that there's two of you, so we're going to be doing these. It's a little bit harder to ask questions of two people, but let's try and we'll navigate this. So tell us um, individually, collectively, who are you? What do you do at Dashdot? How does that help people? Kind of give people some optics. What, who are you guys? Cool. Well, I, I'm Natalie. I'm the I'm the Natalie in the Nikki and Natalie show. Um, and I, we both. So there's a bit of sharing. We both head up the sales uh, and advisory team here at Dashdot. So, yep. um, but we've got a sort of split role. I'm uh, I'm a, both an advisor and also um, you know sales coaching and advisory coaching. Make sh- you know keeping our team you know as as you know in the forefront as absolutely possible. Absolutely love. The role, but we'll go more into that. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I want to dig into that because, uh, yeah, because yeah. there's some pretty unique stuff going on there. So I want to dig into that and really give people clarity on what that is, yeah. how we think about it, all of that kind of stuff. So we'll dig into that. But Nikki, what about you? Right. Hi, I'm Nikki, and I'm uh, co-lead the advisory team with Natalie, and essentially we help people. Um, you know, we help to work out can we help people, and if we can, how how could we move forward together? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So this is really cool, right? I'm really excited to have you guys on the show because we have obviously quite a lot of clients, um, but you guys have touched the lives of almost all of them, right? There is a bigger team and all of that kind of stuff, but but like I would say the majority, over 50%, you two have spoken with, right, personally and been part of that transformational journey and and all of that kind of stuff. So it's it's wicked, right? So yeah, that's what I'm excited to dig in, actually. And so, why don't we kind of talk about like what actually, what do you guys actually do? Like, if if someone, when someone actually ends up speaking to you guys, so so for the benefit of the listener, um, yeah. if you wanted to work at Dashdot, you would speak to Nikki or Natalie, or there are a couple of other people in the team as well. But you would also speak to another advisor. So, what the hell is what the hell goes on? What is that role? What do you do? What's the what's the moment? Why do they talk to people like you? 
it's a piece of transformation. It's taking, um, you know, someone that's, you know, come across you often and, you know, in a podcast or a video or somewhere on Facebook and really, um, really supporting people to integrate the, the the journey and integrate that this is a reality. And, and then what we actually do is help um, people, you know, go through a, yeah, a, a transformational journey as well as we provide st- strategy and give yeah. people absolute clarity about what it would look like if we worked, if they worked with Dashdot and the kind of results and just supporting people to get over the line if, yeah. if we're in alignment. Yeah. And it's really, it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting uh, piece there, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we're talking about it because what tends to happen, and you guys will know this, I'm happy to, let's talk to it, right? What yeah. tends to happen is that people aspire to have a better life, right? But inherently they're scared, right? And inherently everything that we want in life is on the other side of our comfort zone, right? So inherently there's fear, doubt, confusion, uncertainty, all of that kind of stuff, because if they didn't have any of that, they'd probably be where they want to be already. Like you'd be there, right? That's the whole point, Right. Um, so when people come and you know want to work with Dashdot, the thesis that they have in their mind is, if I do this, I'm hoping that I'm going to get better life. But there's also a lot of risk because they're like, what if it doesn't work? Ah, and there's like all that kind of stickiness of like, shit. I, you know, is it going to work for me? How am I? You know, does this actually work? Now, a really interesting thing about what we do collectively as we as we help grow this business together and share the same ethos and values and all of that kind of stuff is. Try and create a moment, whether they work with us or not, uh, to create that transformation and to create that certainty and that clarity. And then if, and only if it's a good fit for everyone involved, then we decide to work together. But what I actually really love about what you guys do is that when people arrive in that moment, it may not be the right fit to work with those, but they, they, they walk away with the certainty and the clarity to know what is going to be right for them and what their next step look like looks like. And I think that that's really cool. Do you guys kind of want to talk to that a little bit? Because it's really interesting to kind of dig into it. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really great, um, great question, great topic. And, you know, I think most people when they come and start, you know, their journey or, or they're, they're looking around and they're wanting to get started, I think mostly I reckon probably 80, 90% of people have the financial capacity to move forward. But the thing that stops people is, you know, what's between their two ears and all the things that you spoke to, which is the fear, the doubt, the what if, what if it goes wrong. And so it's our job to help people to kind of reflect and go, well, where are you at right now in your life? Where do you want to be? So, so it's, it's, um, it's an opportunity to help people to start to crystallise what it is they want to create and move towards and then figure out, well, are we going to be a good fit to help you do that? If we are, fantastic. We'll talk about next steps. If not, you know, that's cool. We, we bring value and help people to get clarity on what that piece it's is. It's also a big responsibility. Yeah. It might not seem like it on the outside, but it actually is. We're helping people. It's yeah, it's huge. I mean, firstly, um, you know, to be on this side of Dashdot with, you know, client-facing, initial client-facing is such a responsibility and to bring with it, um, you know, a business that is actually true and integrous, which sits behind us, it it means everything when we're having a conversation. There is no BS. There is no um, out of integrity. What we say is, you know, typically what we deliver and sometimes mostly better. Um, and, And so... Having that behind us really supports the yeah. Um, yeah the level and quality of our conversation and the ability to help stand like us stand in um, in position and help people over the line and knowing that it's and knowing that we're doing the right thing yeah and a really good thing when it's good for them when it's when it's right because like what we do at Dashdot is obviously very specialized yeah what what we That's, do is not it's not for everyone not, not <laughs> you know? yeah. and right so. Up. Yeah. Being able to decide, being able to decipher that, and give people that clarity to move forward, and that's where I think where the responsibility piece comes in, because you know there is a there's a real moment there which will change people's lives, yeah, and it could change it for the better or it could change it for the worse, uh, but it's like every single one of those conversations does have literally that weight. It's like okay, here's a fork in a road, here's a here's a sliding doors moment, and which way is this going to go, and. I, yeah, me personally, because obviously as before you guys came on board, I was doing what you were doing. I was meeting with all of the potential clients on a one-to-one basis, assessing where they're at, understanding their hopes, dreams, desires, needs, fears, and wants, 
trying to work out, can we actually help them to get there? And then what does that pathway look like? What does the bridge look like? And then does it feel like we're going to be able to work together for the next 10 years? And so I deeply know that weight. And I used to stay awake at night if I didn't feel like I'd served people very well. I'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe that person is now going to go and make a bad decision and probably never achieve their goals. And I I would literally, I, I would be devastated because I hadn't been able to help someone. So I think it's I think it's a really beautiful. I think it's a really beautiful position uh, to have in the business, and it's so, yeah. so connected, and so it's so. I think it's tr- like a genuinely, deeply emotional uh, position to hold in the business. So yeah, yeah, ab- I, absolutely. Just yeah. as you were saying that the sliding doors moment, um, one of the things that I consciously bring to conversations that I have with people, whether sometimes I do speak this to people, um, but it's like I want this conversation to be one that you remember yes. that you, for the rest of your life, like uh, in a positive way, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, I want you to be able to look back and go, this co- that conversation I had with Mickey or Natalie or one of our other team mm-hmm. was was the one that turned my life around and, yeah. and, and set it on a, you know, on a great trajectory. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome because I can, as you were saying that, I was thinking back to times where I have sought help from other people and yeah. had that moment. Like I can specifically remember a few calls that I've had, which were the moment of me like committing to do something, whether it was a, I can remember specifically, there was a course with, that came with some coaching. I remember where I was doing, what happened, how I felt. And that was like, a, it was a life-changing moment um, right when we started in the business. And I remember another one more recently where I first met with, um, with uh, a mentor and like that moment. And you know that those moments, it's like, oh, that's one of them. Like that's one of those inflection points in life. And then, yeah, that's really, really cool. And so, Nick and I've been in the, those that exact position. So we've been on the other side. So it's really helpful. <laughs> yeah. Position. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So um, let's kind of, let's kind of um, get to know a bit more about you guys though, because, you know, I'm interested to know, speaking of sort of sliding doors moments, I'm interested to know how you guys ended up here. Like what is your sort of background? Like, how did you get to how did you how did you two get to this moment right here, right now? Well, we're, we're some of the oldest at Dash Shop, so it might be a slightly longer story, but we can quicken it. <laughs> I'd like to say we we I think we're the elders of Dash Shop. <laughs> <laughs> she says you're old. I'm like, I'm an elder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, you go first. <laughs> well, um, how did I get here? So I, I think, you know, winding back, um, so I grew up in Sydney, eastern suburbs, around Bondi. You know, my grandparents, I'm going back, you know, grandparents came out from, like, Poland yeah. um, uh, before the war and, you know, sort of a migrant family, that that scenario, and built up um, built up a life here. And I had a, you know, um, I kind of came out of school, had a, uh, in my earlier life I was a, a sporting champ, I was a fencer, and I actually fenced at, uh, you know, world world level uh, i didn't know that about you nikki right okay yeah yeah Yeah. so precision um, to detail (laughs) yeah uh, exactly and one of my uh one of my hidden i I read some of the questions before and one of them was like what's one thing people might not know about you like a quirky something it's like i really like to sharpen knives <laughs> oh, that's right. No wonder you like. Sharp. I love sharp. I love sharp knives. Right. Anyway, it's probably back from my fencing days. Um, so yeah, I was a I was a competitive fencer. I absolutely loved it. I learned so much about um, life and being in the game of life and and stepping onto the piste and and having a go, having a crack. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Coming off the back of that, I, I I was a muso for a while, so I'm a singer and performer. And then off the back of that, I did some marketing. Uh, you know, I studied marketing and I, I travelled. I lived overseas for a while. And I came back and just as the sort of web was just taking off, I got my first job as an HTML coder. I literally knew nothing, but I went into the I went into the interview for the job and I literally had written out hello world like in some code which is like the most basic thing and of course the people that were interviewing me did not know code so they thought that I knew what I was talking about anyway I got my first gig and then from there I kind of rolled into a 20 year career as a, a digital producer uh, which is awesome. essentially you know, making websites doing all that sort of end to end marketing and implementation and execution 
So it's probably why, um, sort of fast forwarding to now, I guess my role as far as leading the advisory team is more around like um, execution and process and systems and making mm. sure everything's set up for our team and um, and for our clients, obviously, and getting everything right there. Um, but yeah. Winding back a little. Yeah, I was going to say the piece you missed. The piece I missed was, yeah, I think, um, you know, through that, Natalie and I met about seven years ago and we got together about six years ago um, and then rolling from that we had our own coaching business. Natalie was a coach. I'll let you speak to that a bit. Yep. And um, we ran an amazing coaching business for a while. Things happened, wheels fell off, and we both kind of um, thought, okay, out of this, what is the what you know? What's the way that we could bring value, the most value out of the whole sort of um, process of somebody coming, you know, coming on board into a business? Where could we really bring the most value? And 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 that was the area of you know advising people and you know sales and helping people to get over the line. And I suppose there's that transformation element, and so that's what really lights me up is having those conversations. And so from the back of that, um, I worked with uh, I worked with one of you know a leading uh, coach, business coach uh, for a while. I was working there and and then, yeah, and then found myself in, in property, in the property space. Mm. And so I was working with the previous um, investment group before Dashdot and then, yeah, Natalie basically jumped in first with Dashdot. I'll let you tell pulled the story. Pulled her over. Pulled me like over. Do. And here we are. <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, um, and Natalie, before you, because I'm interested to dig into some property stuff with you guys, because you know the transformation piece is 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 pretty evident. Like you've done, you had a coaching business and all of that kind of stuff, and you like you guys are pretty on that side of life. I'm wanting to create those transformations, and I'm interested to link that back then to property. But I want to do that in a second. So, Natalie, why don't you kind of give us the synopsis of your your backstory? I I was sort of um, I was born in the Gong. For anyone that doesn't know that, it's Wollongong. And my dad was a builder. He had his own building company. So like Masterton Homes on a smaller scale. Um, and so I was in the back of his ute going out to building sites <laughs> there for a while um, as a child. And then, you know, growing up, you know, seeing plans on kitchen tables and starting to actually even, you know, create and, and design houses with my dad. So I've had sort of you know, and then always moving homes, building a new home and moving home. So properties sort of been in my blood. It wasn't necessarily in my DNA, but it was definitely in my blood. Um, I went on to, you know, travel the world and, and not settle down for a while and not really get into property for myself for a little while. There's my doggie. She's joining us. <laughs> nice. That's good. What's it? What's her name? Her name's Bella. Hey, Bella. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Um, and from there, I, you know, I was a creative um, and so I've, I went into creative arts and I ended up having and creating my own, I sort of bypassed a few years where I was in advertising and marketing myself. But the main, um, you know, place I started in was I always knew I was going to have my own business. I had business in my blood. That was in my DNA business and mm. conscious business and aligned business. And I was on a journey to uncover that. Um, and so I, I actually started a fashion business, a, a fair trade ethical fashion business. And I used to work in India and in Bangladesh, I actually started an ethical um, sewing centre with a huge um, uh, charity over there. Fast forward a little bit, that business got sold. I ended up being um really taking those the, the awareness and skills that I had and turning becoming a coach, a leadership coach, um, and, and really supporting leaders to unlock their leadership, radical responsibility, and lead businesses that were aligned. Um, and then we met and we started working together, which was freaking awesome, and that took us to another level. But soon after, I actually got really ill. Um, and my body collapsed, um, you know, a bit of pressure, but also just some, some, you know, something was going on with my body. We, we, yeah, I collapsed. The business kind of fell down a little for a little bit or we actually closed it down. And I had to uncover what was next. Mm. And, um, and I had a friend in property investing, the property investing space, and I reached out. I actually started working in that space with, with him I'd actually had, you know, actually previously bought properties through this person. And then um, it sort of rolled into what it is today. Here at Dashdot, those businesses didn't align. I was looking for aligned, an aligned business 
in property and I didn't know if it existed. <laughs> and it was like... You saw that ad. I saw an ad for this role and I could not believe it. I knew exactly what and who you and Gabby were as soon as I read that ad. And she, I recognised her. Came to me. Showed, she said, look, look at this. Like, <laughs> look at this. And I went, I, that is, like, that's literally you. Like, that's that role, that, that. I think a lot of people say that when they read the ads for these <laughs> roles. We're very, specific, we're, the right very, we're very specific about who ah. is right here. Like, there has to be a certain level of, of connectedness and, you know, like, uh, you know, personal, you know, spiritual growth all of this kind of stuff in order to work and so yeah we do we do get that but the benefit is we get we get the right people like you guys which is awesome right yeah um so i'm interested let's why why property right because you guys have kind of like done the business kind of thing like the the whole kind of like advertising marketing into business coaching cool 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 and now property now i know that personally you guys are before dash dot had some experience in buying selling properties and stuff like that i know that that's been in your background we don't need to dig too far there but why why property? Why do you feel like why do you feel like this works in line with your values and uh, your desire for that transformation piece? I mean, why property? Why don't we start there? I, I've got something on the tip of my tongue. Like the, when our business, you know, business was everything. I was like, that was my portal. I was going to become a, you know, amongst changing the world, I was going to become a millionaire through my business. <laughs> um, not that it was a main focus, but, you know, create my wealth there. And then mm-hmm. I collapsed mm-hmm. and I had nothing at that stage because I had left a marriage and properties um, that that was gone. And, mm-hmm. and now I had no foundation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's more to it, and I'll let you speak in a minute, but that's yeah. definitely a huge one. I need, you know, stability, yeah. foundations, something mm. to be able to, you know, this is the most reliable investment yeah. can, in, that I know of that, you know, is yeah. I was going to say something yeah. pretty similar in that just in that, you know, I think the one area that I haven't yet mastered um, is the area of, like, wealth. And, yep. and setting myself up, you know, I'm in my early 50s. I'm 53. I'm going to be 54 in a couple months, which is just nuts. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had, you know, like I've had homes, um, I've had property, um, and then I went, also went through divorce about, you know, seven years ago and essentially have been starting again ever since. And so the first, you know, the first sort of... This I is guess- a good episode for the late bloomers or people that feel like they're the late bloomers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. Um, and, and, you know, so it's the one area that I haven't yet mastered and I think property is is fantastic kind of, you know, it's it's the most, as I said, most reliable um, asset class that you can get into to create wealth and most predictable, laying solid foundations, but also it's like the physical manifestation of, of the metaphysical desire to create something that, that grows in and of itself and not just of our own volition and our own work. And our own do. energy and, and mm. relying on and some, you know, I yeah. couldn't rely on my body for a while. We can yeah. rely on investments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 really, it's really interesting, right? Because, and look, we obviously don't just help business owners, but in the context of like business and property, like business is an active sport. Like yeah. if you don't show up, if you don't hit the field, yeah. Right, you're going to lose the game. Simple, right? You you can't you can't sub out. Like you've got to play the game, and if you stop playing the game, you you lose the game. It's really yeah. simple. Um, yeah. So you can win you can win bigly, you know, but uh, but also but also it's um it's it's high risk, and the reason it's high risk is because it is so sensitive to the individuals involved, which is personally why I have had such a focus on building out a world class team because I'm like well, I can't rely on me. Like, it can't be all on this guy, right? We need to build something that's going to, if I drop dead next week, um, the business would continue to self-sustain. And that's, you know, thanks to people like you and also other people that have been on the show, people like Nick and a whole bunch of other people in the team who are carrying that with integrity forward. Like, that's been a big focus. But, um, But just on that piece around, like, you know, kind of getting that foundation, I like to think about it like hitting save, right? Hitting save on life, right? If you can... If you can kind of get that initial, you know, kind of base, right? That initial kind of thing there. And then if you did nothing else, like you're kind of okay, right? And I typically kind of see hitting save as probably around four properties, right? If you can kind of get to four properties, it doesn't matter whether you're 20 
or whether mm. you're 50, yeah. if you can kind of get to four properties, maybe that's not going to create all of the, you know, things that you hope, dream, <laughs> desire for rivers. It's not, maybe it's not going to do that, but it is probably going to set you up with enough of a base that you're going to be good, right? And so once you do that and you hit, you hit save, then it's like, wow, now I can breathe and now I have choice. And I know I caught up with one of our clients um, a couple of weeks ago and he hit that point uh, recently. He had one property, then came to work with us. We bought three in like 12 months. He then had a baby. And now he's just like, he feels so confident in life. He's got a coaching business. Sometimes it's a little volatile, but he feels so confident in life knowing that he's like kind of got that other stuff sorted. So now he's moving to the Gold Coast. He's like can focus on quality of life, quality of like all of these other transformational things that happen even before you hit that kind of like financial freedom kind of Hopefully. kind of point. I feel so much more yeah. calm and less <laughs> less anxious just knowing that that's there. We're going to hit our third property this year. Awesome. That's so good. That's we're so good. Our second, we're going to hit, we will be moving on to our third this year. Yeah, that's awesome. You, you guys, you guys recently bought a um, an investment property through Dashdot. You guys went through the process. We did. We're what only we- buying through Dashdot. We did. We literally, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, we we bought a great property. Uh, it's it's positively cash flowed. It's tenanted. It's, it's got sub. It's subdividable yeah. potentially down the track. Like it's awesome. Awesome. And and we've already we've kicked off. Um, we've got pre approvals for our second property, and and everything is underway in terms of the search. So we literally just kicked off that. So that literally happened almost right off the back of uh, settling on the first one. We were already kind of ready to go. The way that the process, the team um, helped us, made it all happen, was so smooth. It was so awesome. Yeah. And now we've literally got that momentum. And we were like, as soon as we, you know, we knew we'd landed on the first now one, on the we were like, okay, train. how quickly can we get to the second one? Let's go. Um, yeah. And with the way that it works and and with the guidance of the team, we're, we're rocking. It's so yeah. exciting. It's- and it, sorry. <laughs> there you sorry, go. But but the the cool thing the, the coolest thing is now when we speak to people we're speaking from firsthand experience. It's not like oh it's over there for for our clients. It's actually hey well you know and when I went through I've literally just bought my first property with my partner. We're on to our second one. The, this I know the process. So when they're asking questions, it's coming from firsthand and it's direct experience beats everything. It trumps yeah, everything. the level of. In terms of trust and building that trust in the conversation. To, to, to be honest, it's the same for me, right? Which just yeah. sounds which just sounds really funny, right? So yeah. Gab, Gabby and I started the business and then we couldn't buy any properties for like two years um, because, you know, you've got to get your business finances together and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we started this business and then everyone's like, okay, so you guys buying properties? And I'm like, we can't, like we can't do it. And so it was like this real challenge. Yeah. It was a mental challenge I had to get through because I knew that we could help people. Um, and it didn't matter what was going on in my life. But then we hit, we passed that threshold, kind of like you guys, right? Because, you know, in a, and in the kind of same time frame, passed that threshold. Then it was like, oh my God, we can buy properties again now. We're yeah. about to buy our third uh, in, in in this year, in 12, 12 months, right? Basically. So um, this financial year, we're about to buy our third. And you guys are going to, you guys are hitting a basically the same kind of cadence, right? Yeah. I also, Gabby and I also went through the process. We said, we said, okay, well, We've got the team here. I'm not going to go do it. So we went through the process. We had the momentum call. We like did the whole thing. We just like lent into the team, which is really funny because we've built, designed and all of this kind of stuff. <laughs> but now that I've gone through the process, I talk about it in a different way to people. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I just had the experience of going through the process like a client. And it was like, it was even better than I realized. And it's like a complete, it's like, it's quite funny coming from, coming from that perspective. So no, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's, it's freaking awesome. We're... Very excited about it all. Awesome. So, um, what are like you guys speak to a lot of people about uh, property, right? And obviously, the the reason that you're able to talk to people about property is because you've had property experience before you even came to Dashdot. Like you've worked for other investment firms, you've had personal experience buying and selling property. It's not like it's not your first rodeo, even yeah. though you guys are just rebuilding your portfolio now. It's certainly not the first first time around the block. I'm interested to know um, what are the like, what are some of the challenges that you see having spoken to hundreds of people now probably what do you kind of see are the like challenges that people face when they come and speak to you or sort of i guess another way to put it what are the what are the common challenges people normally face on a property investment journey Uh, the first thing that comes to mind there's other things you might want to speak to nikki but the first thing that came to my mind was skepticism of this market Mm, totally (laughs) 
It's grimy as hell. This whole industry is grimy as hell, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There is some, there's some interesting characters in this space. Yeah. Um, and it's not all, and it is, and it can be smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. And so um, helping people to decipher what is smoke and mirrors and supporting people to um, understand and trust when you're just speaking to them on the phone or mm -hmm. on a Zoom call, helping them, yeah, you know, to see and understand that this is the real deal. Um, that's that's actually and and the, and and helping people. So I'm speaking about Dashdot in particular, but helping people. You know, I, I truly do believe in Dashdot. Um, people helping people understand the the difference and the quality and the level of integrity and the results and the consistency. Um, those things stand out for me. But there is some other obviously different fears that you might want to speak to, Nikki. Yeah, I think the biggest piece is that people want to feel like is there actually a way out of the grind yeah i like yeah. to call it the quicksand i call it a quicksand because you constantly feel like you just can't no matter how hard you try you're just stuck yeah yeah yep. so helping people to get out of that inertia or that quicksand right mm. so we you know us we reach we reach reaching give them a hand up and yeah. help them actually get some um yeah it's getting that momentum and knowing that well you know, even if it's not 20 properties in the next 10 years, even if your your capacity and, and your income and your, your family situation, even if it's, you know, one or two or three properties is going to be better than zero, right? You're yeah. going to be in a better position totally. building your wealth. Yep. So it's it's giving people that that's like, well, one thing's for sure, if you do nothing right now, nothing will change like it won't be there so it's helping people to sort of reflect on well if you do nothing what's the opportunity cost of doing nothing and also which i know you've spoken to a lot in various podcasts which is yeah. super critical and then also helping them to yeah to hope again and to to get to get focused mm. and start getting focused one of the things that i thought was so incredible about the journey natalie and i went on with dashdot to acquire our first investment property was how quickly it all happened when we got, got clear. laser clear and focused on what mm. we were doing and that we were going for it. When we were almost there with, with our capital, when we were almost there and we we just hit the go button and then everything happened very, very quickly. And that, that's that's our role. We can help people crystallise that in a moment yep. and, yeah. and take them on that journey. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so... With, with all of that in, in mind, with everything you just said in mind, what advice or insights or, in fact, insider knowledge could you uh, share with someone who's thinking about working with Ashtop but might be sitting on the fence? Great question. Yeah, great question. We're answering this sort of stuff every day. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the insights, Scoop? What are people, someone who's listening to this podcast, yeah. and if they're just like, yeah, property, company, whatever... Like what, what's what's the inside? What's something that you think that people don't know that happens on the inside that actually? I actually matters? said this to a guy yesterday because he was like going and speaking to a couple of other companies. I said, "Look, I don't know who you're speaking with, so I'm not speaking about another company in particular. But I want you to check these things. So, and I so I give I've, I've given I gave him our numbers. So our return on investment, our um, you know average growth, our average yields, and the and the level of consistency that we're showing up in those spaces. Mm -hmm. um, so and and to check like double check yeah where you know against mm -hmm. what we what we're speaking to mm -hmm. against what other you know what are other people saying and double checking you know is are they revealing everything are they actually revealing everything mm -hmm. um, you know yeah. That, that's there's a lot. I think what you're pointing yeah. to is there's two things that that we really focus here at, here at Dashdot. We focus absolute focus and committed to one is results for our clients, and secondly is the experience that our clients have that they have an incredible experience along the journey, right? And so what I'd say to people who are sitting on the fence out there is you can't do this alone. Like you can have a crack and you could be you could get lucky, but if you want to build a prolific, profitable portfolio that generates, you know, wealth, that grows your money, that sets you up for a life of freedom, choice and abundance, then you need a team around you. You need to get some help and expert advice. And so my advice off the back of that is think about you've, you've got one life, time is the only resource you can never, ever get back. So you've got to leverage yourself and you've got to build a team around you to help you like leapfrog 
um, across and collapse time on getting to, you know, and, and getting started. And then is it a one-horse pony? Is that a thing? <laughs> it's yeah. not a, we're not going to, it's not just, we're not here just for the, you know, the one property and see you later and go and hide fix. in a corner a one night just stand. in case it doesn't happen. We're, we're going to show our face. We're going to be here and we're, we're here to really bring, yeah. um, you know, to craft a portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you actually, uh, Nikki, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head because I think yeah. like the results, I don't think that's insider knowledge because people know all about that. People know that, in fact, people think they see all of our results and think we're lying, they're so good. So kind of people like kind of know about the results, but I actually think, and I'm just, I'm thinking this through as I didn't have this preloaded before I asked the question, but I was just thinking it through as you guys have been talking. Yeah. I think, I think the kind of the insider knowledge is that is what actually happens when you get inside. That's the... Like that's the thing, that whole transformational experience, the fact that there's a whole team of dedicated specialists like mm-hmm. walking you through the whole thing. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why we've got a like a 4.9 star rating on, on Trustpilot is that transformational experience. The transformational experience doesn't just happen at the moment that people decide to move forward. It all that happens as they go through the process and as they suddenly realize they've gone from indecision to a multi-property portfolio and life and everything starts to explode in a river of, of energy and abundance and prosperity. And that's the thing that happens. And I like, I, I mean, personally, I've seen that happen with, with like a bunch of our clients. I'm thinking of like Sandy, cause I spoke to Sandy uh, before you guys come on board. I spoke to Sandy before when she was coming on board now she's living the life that she wants. All her properties are paying for rent. She lives like rent free in the you know dream home. Basically, Amanda is up to like five properties or something in twelve months, and she's like in her mid twenties. And she's about to once she's kind of built the portfolio to six, I think it is. She's about to go hike the Pacific Crest Trail and just like go and live her best life. And it's like, whoa! Like these are wild, yeah. <laughs> wild transformations, you know? Yeah. And what you're saying there, it just I was sort of go a little bit deeper. Um, you know. Everybody that comes in gets assigned their own team. It's mm. a very personalised experience. But beyond that, the team and everyone else, like us right through to, um, you know, to everyone that works here, it, the quality of the humans <laughs> uh, is creates the experience as well as obviously the processes and the practices and the, but the quality of the humans. People want to be around mm. us and and i've had a lot of people when we then when they speak to us initially are so excited um mm. to be in this conversation and then they have that experience moving forward like the yeah. that transformational um holding and it's fun <laughs> and and we're actually doing what we promise so yeah awesome so you wanted to say something nikki or yeah, I've, I'm trying to. I want to articulate something, and it's it's a li- it's quite it's a bit meta. But I'm going to go. Go ah, just go full meta. Let's go. Let's go. go let's go omnidimensional. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Totally. Let's, let's get freaky. So I, I had an experience during the process of acquiring our our first investment property together. I had this real. It was a sliding door aha moment, and it was the fact that. We were actually at, in the driver's seat of creating our reality in that moment, and that there was nobody sitting there behind a big, in a big giant chair, ready to stamp no on our. Like it, it was like no, it was an experience that I realized that behind the scenes, because obviously you, there's a whole bunch of things that happen, all kind of negotiations and conversations and things are going on you know, getting your finance sorted, obviously that's hugely important and and there's a process in that. And I think fundamentally we all as humans, we don't want to be rejected. We know none of us want to be rejected. We all want to feel like, yes, mm. you can move forward. And I had this realisation that there was no big brother or big whatever, Charlton Heston behind, up in the clouds, whatever, going, no, you will not pass. But in fact, it was like behind the scenes, there's a string of humans that are all doing their job, ticking their boxes, and all we needed to do was actually just get everything lined up. Be do crystal it, clear. Be clear, clear. Get yep. all our numbers and everything that we that they asked of us, pull it all together, and ye shall pass. Yeah. And ta-da. And it was like this huge moment of realisation that there's no one body that's going, no, you will not. But, yeah. but yet it was a string of humans that are behind that 
those doors that we don't see that literally just doing their work and as long as we do our job, then we're going to pass through and that was the moment in the promised land. And, and here we are. And, yeah, I, now, and now it's like we've, we've got momentum. We've, we've done it and we're on to our second and we're going to have our third by the end of the year. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, isn't it, right? Because what you're talking about is, well, I was feeling it too. And I've been through those moments too where all of a sudden you realise that, that you're in a position where you're, you're sitting there, everything that you want in life is in front of you. You can see everything. You can see everything that you want to create, experience, all of that kind of stuff is right in front of you and there are no more obstacles left. And the only thing that you need to do is hold on to your dream and lean forward and you can have what any whatever it is that you want. And yeah. it's wicked. When you all of a sudden you have that moment, it feels like you're feels like you've jumped on a roller coaster, but the roller coaster is taking you to like the most beautiful place that you could ever possibly imagine. It's like, oh my God, this is what it it's just Jump, it's yeah. yes. jumping on's the hardest thing. It's like it's right, yeah, yeah. I jumping on's scary, right? Right. <laughs> what about this? What about that? Or whatever like Jump all on. of those little details. All those Jump people on. get stuck, so stuck in the details. All the little details. Oh well, the interest rate this and that. It's like that stuff doesn't matter. Oh, details stuck. don't matter. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I oh, so we got property managers that email us and they're like, "Hey, do you want to do this thing?" I'm like, "Just do it all. Just, just swing for the fences. I'm not counting the dollars." Like, if what the tenant, yeah. what the tenant needs a thing, sweet. I want them to have a good life. I want them to be good tenants. I want to take care of them. I want to, I want to be that person that can make life great for them. And if it costs 150 bucks or 300, but I mean, I'm not counting that against the rent and then going to my up or down to, I mean, who cares? Like, yeah. who cares? Let's, let's, let's think big. Let's move. Let's, let's think let's abundantly. Through this yeah. little stuff. That, that's yeah. actually the big, one of the biggest things that gets in people's way when they're actually, to answer your question before, yeah. <laughs> it actually yeah. gets in people's way is, is counting pennies and getting stuck on the little things when we're holding a bigger vision and yeah. we'll stream mm-hmm. through that stuff. That, that yeah. stuff doesn't make it doesn't make sense when you when you're on the mm. steam train. Yeah, mm. totally. Okay, so what does success look like to you guys? Like, what is that? What is that kind of like light that at the end? Of, what's what's at the end of that kind of roller coaster for you guys? Where where, where do you guys want to end up? On a big property somewhere, <laughs> um, but beyond that, um, it's all it's all about who I'm being. So it's not necessarily about. Well, what I'm doing is a representation of who I'm being. And um, and so uh, success to me is actually being a truly aligned, integrous, radically responsible human being. Mm. And I have, um, I'm still on the path to that. And, and my work here at Dashdot is waking more of that up within myself and then make, and, and ensuring and awakening more of that up in the process that I'm involved in with the advisory team and the people I work with, when I can see that in fruition, in deeper fruition than it even currently is, that to me, well, it's already successful because I'm already in a successful company that's aligned to that. Um, but more of that is more success to me. And then being on a beautiful big property <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. To me, is really, um, that's my purpose. Awesome. Not awesome. Beyond the what job. About- what about you, Nikki? Can you top beautiful. that? That was I love beautiful. That. I love that. Um, I think success to me is is being uh, integrated in in my life. So my work life and my life are, are one. Uh, the person I am in my work is the person I am when I'm not working. Um, it's not it's not a huge segregation and separation. It's unity. And so for me, yeah, I think um, I think I, I've I think. It's a process of continual involvement and transformation in, in myself and then and then sharing that out with others and how I'm showing up, which is similar. Similar to what Natalie's <laughs> just shared, but in a different way. Um, yeah. and we're, so we're committed to it's that. Not, it's not about necessarily what what I have, although, you know, I, it's really important to me. I've got a 13-year-old son and it's really important to me that I model to him the kind of life and opportunities and 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 how to go about life. Um, and, yeah, it's just about showing up and being really present here and not um, and, and finding a level of um, fulfilment in the moment and not necessarily striving for what's ahead. Yes, it's all going to be beautiful, and it, but it already is beautiful. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, in the last 
let's say, let's say seven years since you guys met. Let's use that. Let's use that as a time. In the last seven years, what uh, new belief, uh, new habit, or or behavior, or or has most improved your life? Mm. Good question. I'm gonna, there's a follow up to there's a follow up to this okay. question as well. So, um, I I think for me it's it's um, there's been a few instances along the way, probably more in a personal note, that where I've maybe stayed in situations um, or I've it, based on my perceived expectation of others and what they're going to think of me, mm. right? Rather than actually being true to myself. Um, and when I've been true to myself and that process is, is, is a constant evolution to, um, and sometimes that's, that's, you know, that's not the easy path forward. It mm. hasn't been the easy path forward, but it's been the most um, rewarding and transformational for me and for everyone around me as well. So believing in yourself. Being true to to. Being true being, to yourself, sorry. Yeah, being true yeah. to myself, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds simple, but it's tough. Like actually yeah. genuinely being true yeah. to yourself, really doing that. Yes. Yeah. People give it lip service, but brain. that's, oh, it's, it's tough. It's completely against what's, in, what's considered okay. Oh, God, yeah. There's so, much, there's so much bullshit that gets in the way of people being able to do that. That's for uh-huh. sure. What about you, Natalie? I, I was trying to wrap my head around what, what, and it's actually quite clear, you know, really um, uh, my body has been my tool, my teacher and my tool, <laughs> I mean my teacher. Um, so coming back into my body, my body's had quite a few things going on. I've been very meta in my life. I've really explored, you know, sort of multidimensionalities and, 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 and been in that space um, that I had to learn to be in my body. And then being in my body, um, has helped manifest more physical things in my life. <laughs> so, like you know, how you know investments and and really setting myself up and giving myself more stability than mm. I've had before. So, that's been mm. that's been it for nice. me. Nice. Yeah. Um, a couple of things I want to talk about manifestation, but just quickly, you're talking about multidimensionality, and I just want to say we've just discovered that uh, price formation in the real estate market operates in four dimensions. Oh man, that's wow. like, it's like yeah, it's like it's next level. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Like What's price formation exactly. So, so like uh, like what is the true actual price of any one thing, right? Which is oh. dynamic which is dynamic by nature. So what that means is that the moment that you know it, it is also not that because the knowing changes the it's being. The and so yeah, 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 yeah. So so it is sim- so price formation in the real estate market simultaneously is and is not at the same time. And also operates in four dimensions. What? And we're building a model around that, which is pretty fun. <laughs> oh, this is why we're here. Absolutely, quantum physics. Totally, and and it's and and the real estate market is a is a is a fractal. So you know, there's all of this stuff that ties in with like you know, you talk about meta, you talk about you know, all of these kind of like multidimensional things and like that level of like spiritual being and that level of, you know, higher to lower, like the whole idea of a a fractal is it's a, it's a something that is self-similar at different scales. It's like, it's the truth. It is the, it is the heart and soul of the, of everything that is the universe that it is true is, is fractal. It goes on a universal level down to a quantum level. All of that is true. And that's the thing is that we try and like that's the that's the path to getting what you want, um, but but fasc- fascinatingly, like really fascinatingly, it turns out that the real estate market is operating on those same on those same principles on those same fractal like quantum quantum to macro. It's wild. Nothing escapes it. <laughs> no, yeah. Nothing ultimately is not multidimensional. But it sounds like there's more. So there was some more consciousness around that concept that allowed it to be. Um, clear, more clearly defined. We're understanding it more. We're understanding it more. We're understanding it. It, it already is. We haven't made it. We're just understanding how it actually is. It's awesome. true state. Let's talk about manifestation, right? So, um, do you guys have any habits or rituals around around manifestation? You mentioned uh, Natalie about manifesting things and stuff like that. Is that a practice, or is do you kind of want to talk to that for a little bit? Sure. I think I've been through the, the the term manifestation got quite cool. I don't know about it's always been around. We all we've always been doing it. And I think I sort of joined the club, 
you know, 15 years ago and was teaching it for a little bit. I think I'd go beyond that now. Um, and it's about who we're being. But there are still practices that I, 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 I'm very um, and, and really started to tap back into. And the most powerful, uh, if you want to call it manifestation practice that I know of is the act and the practice of radical responsibility which is a very deep practice of clearing and forgiving self, others and the world around us to that actually clears everything in our space, which inherently brings in the best possible opportunities. I don't need to necessarily think when we add our mind to too much into what we want to create, we're actually can sometimes get in the way. This is where manifestation can is a little bit old school in some in some ways. You can actually get in the way of what's actually much better and what's actually here for us. Um, and I think that's how Dashdot came in to my life. I mean, there's other awesome things in my life too, but Dashdot's one yeah. of them. Yeah, awesome. Nikki, do yeah. you want to before I chime in? Do you want to say anything to that? Um, no, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you touched on a really interesting thing there, like manifestation, like the word instantly people would be thinking like, ah, they're just like, there's some like woo-woo garbage, you know, like everyone's like, ah, yeah, yeah, bullshit. Or just, just believe and you can have it. And it's got got all these connotations of being complete and utter garbage. Me personally, way before I even knew what manifestation was and only in reflection and looking backwards, I've been manifesting shit my whole life. Like I remember when I broke my back um, and I'd never been to a music festival before and I was laying in bed and I, like I, I, had nothing left but music, right? And so all I had was music. And I was listening to all this music because I couldn't go anywhere. Um, and I realized that I wanted to kind of pursue a pathway in that and I wanted to create festivals and do all this kind of stuff. Never been to one, didn't even know what they were like. And mm-hmm. I actually wrote a list of all of the festivals that I wanted to work at in the world. And I ended up, and I, and I just, I wrote it down and I don't know, forgot about it or whatever. Uh, and it was about, I don't know, maybe 10 years later or something like that, I realized I ticked off all of them by one. Uh, yeah. off the list yeah. and I was like oh wow that wow that's like that's wild but I also yeah. think that there's a whole big piece there and um you have to have it's not about trying to like wish things into existence yeah. I I actually believe it's about getting out of the way like if you just get out of the way <laughs> right like like it's all happening for you to create something awesome. It's all happening for us. Yeah. And that, that's actually, there was a point I was making, like the clearing of the stuff that's in, that's actually what the radical responsibility is, clearing the stuff that's in the way so you get mm. out of the way so it can show up. And then those visions that you may have or something better comes through you mm. and embodying, like it sounds like you were embodying a vision and a feeling mm. that was coming through you and, and that's how it showed up in perfect order. Yeah. But there's yeah. like, so one of my favorite books on this, because it's more specifically around like how to clear out that, like how to get, how to get into a state where that you have that flow is actually uh, a book called um, The Seven Laws of Spiritual Success by Deepak Chopra. There's yeah. loads of books and stuff out there. But what I like about that book is there's seven steps in order. And if you just kind of do those things, then everything starts to flow and it does feel yeah, it does feel a little bit like magic. Like when I first did it, I was feeling pretty stuck and confused, and like you know, it was not that long ago. And I and I was like, I was like, oh, I just felt like all this like noise and all this kind of stuff. And then and I read the book, and I probably read that book I don't know maybe fifteen times now. I reckon like anytime I feel a little bit stuck, I'm just like I kind of go through it. I go through it quickly now because I've kind of read it and listened to it on you know, speed and I'm checking through. I'm like, okay, what's that one? What's that one? Like, am I spending enough time committing with nature? Have I like, you know, all of these different kind of things that kind of open all of that up. There's another really great book um, that people should probably check out as well. It's called three simple steps. Um, I can't remember the author, but it's like, it's just really so simplistically beautiful. It's just a beautiful book. And so much so that um, uh, Nikki, you were talking about those moments where you just like, remember, like you just have those moments that just stick. I literally remember when I was listening to the Three Simple Steps audio book, I remember exactly where I was when that book finished and how I felt I was devastated. I was halfway through crossing a road just down like, like and I was just like, I can't believe it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's one of those good points. Uh, the Seven Spiritual Principles, I think that's what it's called by Deepak. That's been in my on my bookshelf for about 10 years. That's been something that I've referred to religiously too. It's yeah. really powerful. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So um, I said I had a follow-up question to the beliefs question. Yeah. What is what is one belief 
that you've had to let go of over the last seven years? What is something, what is one part of you that you've just had to say, nah, I'm letting go, I'm moving on? Well, first thing that comes to mind for me is everything has to be perfect. Mm. It's something I've been letting go um, of and I think that's just come from the way, especially being quite driven, logic, rational driven, process driven, mechanic, like, you know, getting all the systems in place and Yang. to an extent after, yeah, yeah, very, very much. Um, yeah, got, got a lot of yang. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's one thing. Um, every, and, and the concept of, you know, one, one of my teachings is from the Bhagavad Gita and it's, it's literally, you know, the perfection in imperfection and the imperfection of perfection. Perfect. Love it. I love that. That's awesome. Natalie? For me, it's um, the way I got there before is not necessarily the same way I'm going to get there or somewhere better again. Um, and so I've been, I actually got really stuck when I was sick. I'd been further down the line in self-development and where I'd been in business and, and who I was being. And I, I got stuck for a bit. I was like, I have to follow those same steps back, but I actually have new lessons to learn <laughs> to get back there. And so that's, that's my biggest thing that I've had to let go of. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I've only got a couple more questions, right? But one I want to, I want to circle like, I want to hit you guys up with is if you could wind back the clock, go back to your younger self, like maybe go back to when you were 20, right? What advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? Don't pull all the savings out and blow it. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much what I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, um, oh, you, you can you can still go travelling, Natalie. You can still travel the world. Put some money over there and put some money over there. Um, and whenever yeah. whenever we speak to like twenty two to twenty five year olds and they've got their shit together, I'm just like, wow, that yeah. just was not me. And we talk all. about it with each other, and we're like, wow, we were like, you know, when we were twenty five, twenty six, we were like over in Asia, living a crazy life, um, had no concept. I did not want to invest in property. I was scared to do that sort of stuff. I didn't want to be stuck anywhere. I had, you know, just different beliefs that aren't really true. And so it would be about, actually, one of the things would be about investing. I mean, that's on the tip of our tongue every day. So that's an obvious one. So I put Mm. some money where it it matters. And you can also do the other things, just Mm. make it more paced. (laughs) Yeah, just learning. I think just really, really simple, like simple things, just stash 10% away of, of <laughs> every week of whatever you bring in if you've got a job. Yeah. That would be my, my advice to my 20-year-old the practical self. practical things. Yes. Yeah, that's the, the richest man in Babylon principle, right? Just 10%. Well, well, well I knew, well, I, I was wondering whether you're going to ask us the book question, but that was the first book that I had on my list to yes. speak about was The Richest Man in Babylon. What's the book question that I was going to I mean, ask? Like, what are your three books that, like, in in property or investing, that have kind of, you know? Well, let's do that the, then. That's let's we'll squeeze right. that question. Out. Okay. What? What? Are, you want to? You ask the question and then answer it. <laughs> Why don't we ask the questions. We're all talking heads here at Dash. Don't we all like to have a Nasha? Don't we? We do. So um, we, you're going to ask yourself. We're going to ask Goose his well, best three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's go there. You're going to ask me what best three books. Okay, so the three books that have most changed my life would be, well, that's a big one. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm ready yeah. to go there. But I would say that um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that was, a big, that was a big moment. A lot yeah. of people say that, right? That was a big moment for me. I was like, I felt like my eyes opened up for the first time. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, I would probably say uh, Seven Laws of Spiritual Success, mostly because I've listened to it so many times. I'm going to reference another book mostly because it's um, again I used it like actually kind of like a like a Bible like I would I would pick it up every day and then just open it to a random page and read a passage uh, and it was called The Road Less Stupid by a guy named Keith Cunningham. Now his story is really interesting. He's like a he's like an old you know Texan wizened kind of dude, but he like he he built up a fortune of like you know hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, but then basically uh, lost it all, like lost lost everything, and went back to zero. Actually went actually went worse than zero. Went like negative, negative, wow. you know, five hundred million or something. Um, wow! But then, uh, and then he used that as a, a big lesson, and he started documenting all of his lessons learned. So he's made a log of lessons learned, and then 
he's built himself back up to where he was, but he's done it in a way in a, from a completely different place where it's like uh, much more stable, higher integrity, all, all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, the book is really kind of like a guide, a guidebook on how to, wow. how, to how to think, how to, how to think clearly in amongst the noise. It's probably the easiest way to think about it. So, Beautiful. Yeah. What well, about you guys? Well, I've got my three She's books. Ready. I'm not. I'm ready, ready for this question. <laughs> so my my first one is yeah, richest man in Babylon. Mm-hmm. Um, that that book just I I think just well, firstly, you know, I I, I do like the sort of the the religious um you know references and the, the way the language of that book um I could really relate to um but also yeah just just the the concepts the sort of sort of philanthropic kind of um selfless and giving concepts that are mm. that, that book speaks to I really resonated with. Secondly, it's a Robert Kiyosaki and I know most people go Go the um, the one that you just mentioned, yeah, which Richard Porter, right? yep. Rich which is awesome. But the one that really was an absolute showstopper for me was the Cash Flow Quadrant. So can I just point out something here, right? So the guy that I just mentioned, Keith Cunningham, he yeah. is actually the rich dad. So all of, so, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. So all of, so all of the financial concepts that um, that Kiyosaki talks about, like you know oh, the, the the EB, yeah. the yeah. you know, or the the yeah. quadrants and yeah. the cash flow quadrants and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He he learned that he 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 learned that from Keith. Keith taught it to Robert. Wow. Robert wrote about it. So there you go. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And that book, that book was an absolute game changer for me because I'd been freelancing um, as a digital producer for many years. Mm-hmm. And I was thought I was running my own business. And then I read that book and I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm if I don't work, I'm not getting paid. I don't have a business, like I'm actually not running a business. I've got an ABN, but I'm literally just self-employed. I'm over on the left side of the quadrant and yeah. I need to get over to the right side. And so um, and then obviously moving forward, you know, we had our business together. But even as you say, Goose, running a business, you can't step out, not just at the moment. You still can't step out. You're still but working towards that, right, um, building that leverage and then really getting over into the investor quadrant. Mm. And that's where he, here I am, you know, like I finally made it literally uh, like 15, 20 years later. Um, awesome. So I'm super excited. And the third book, which is absolutely <laughs> like is is if for any listeners out there who are, you know, 40 plus who are thinking, oh, I've started so late. This is a game-changing book and it's called Start Late, Finish Rich by David Bach and it's pretty nice. awesome. Get that book. Read that nice. book. Nice. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Natalie? Um, look, I've read about 400 books in the process of, of writing a thesis on, on consciously evolving organisations and I can hardly remember anything of any of the practical ones. The ones that really stood out were the more the metaphysical and one of them um, I read in amongst studying that was is a book called um, Zero Limits which is about radical responsibility um, and so it's not and that's just the basis to everything that I do. This relates to money, I write anything manifestation everything that um, leadership and aligned leadership and, and great business um, so a lot of them are, are in that space I also say a course in miracles as well mm, that's really big yeah that's big yeah. like I like yes yeah. that's hectic yeah. yeah that's the stuff that I get into <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah, so. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, maybe we could do a maybe we could do a, a mini series on that. Okay, final question that I want to ask you guys, right? Final question I want to ask you guys, and maybe do it individually. So, imagine it's your last day on Earth, like many, 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 many years from now. You've accomplished everything that you ever dreamed of. You've created everything you wanted. You've you've achieved all of your dreams. You've you've it's it's perfect. But for whatever reason, the moment that you die everything that you've ever created or achieved will be wiped from the earth, but you get to leave behind three simple truths, three lessons that you want to leave with the world. What would be your wow. three truths? Nikki, you go first. Beautiful. So my first one um, is, is actually from my great auntie Bella. And uh, she once, she actually made her, she came out from Poland when she was a little girl and she grew up in Sydney and she got into property and she made 
Uh, she made millions, which at the time, you know, back in the 70s, 80s was, was, you know, huge, huge money anyway. And I went to see her once and I, re- I remember, I think I was, I was about 10 or 11 and I said to her um, and she said to me, you need to go out and find yourself a rich husband, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, but Annie Bella, what if, I, what if I go and make my own money and then I can marry whoever I want? Mm. And she said, let me tell you something. Money isn't everything, but it helps. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, th- so that's one. Money isn't everything, but it helps. Secondly, um, I would say, in the words of my dad, again, the elders in my life, um, something super important. Learn from your experiences. Keep looking forward. Nice. I love that. Yeah, I'm super, I'm super aligned with that. Mm. So that's two. Yeah, that's two. I'm going to just give you two. I'm going to go the binary today just goes- that's okay. That's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. I lo- I lo- I've only got two as well. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, it's fine. Collectively four. So we've, we've found a good. Uh, we are, you are dealing with two of us. So um, I would say that um, that we have access that I want to, I'd love to leave behind some awareness and uh, that each of us have access to an unlimited source of love. Mm. And our only job is to unlock whatever's in the way to access it. Um, and the other, oh, that makes me upset. <laughs> Not upset, happy, joyful. Um, the other piece is <laughs> about responsibility, that we're each radically responsible for who we're being in the world. And to take that, take ownership of that. That's what I'd like to leave behind. Awesome. I love that. I love all of that. I love everything that you guys have shared. And it's, it's so awesome and so aligned. Guys, thank you so much uh, for sharing. Thanks for coming on the thanks thank for coming you. on the podcast. Thanks for having a waffle. <laughs> thanks, Goose. It's been awesome. We really we love you. We appreciate you. We yeah. we appreciate everything that you've created here at Dashdot and the opportunity you've given us to be part of it. And to grow with it, and we're you know we're just super joyful and appreciative. Yeah. Thank likewise, you. likewise. Thank you, Goose. Thanks, guys. I'll see you soon. Thanks, see Goose. <laughs>